Hello, and uh, welcome back to another week in review uh, with Girl Gone Crypto. Happy Friday, everyone. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. Um, so we were sort of mulling over what we wanted to talk about today. And we know that like the biggest thing everyone's thinking about is obviously 15K Bitcoin. Right. It's not almost 16 for a second. <laughs> so and 16 for a hot second. So <laughs> yeah. And, and $440 ETH, like all of the above. So like the whole market is pumping. Um, and we don't have a perfect answer as to why this is happening, nor does anybody, despite speculation and conspiracy across Twitter, uh, Reddit, and other aforementioned, you know, social platforms. Um, so we wanted to give our bad takes about why Bitcoin is pumping. Um, and I think that my first bad take about why Bitcoin is pumping <laughs> would have to be obviously the election. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> so why I, is that though? Let's let's dig into that. Like, is it just because it's big news and like there's uncertainty in the air and the markets? Like, why are these things correlated, people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's what I'm wondering as well. And someone was asking me that question. Like, some of my NFT friends were asking me about that because they're not so like rooted into Bitcoin. Like, they're more in the mm -hmm. NFT space, and they were like, "So, what about the election makes Bitcoin pump?" Um, and I don't think anyone really has that answer despite the fact that, um, you know, I guess there's the correlation with the distrust of like, you know, government and the reserve and the dollar and sort of not knowing what's happening next. So in this particular election, like we've spent the last three days uh, counting votes. I Did Biden win yet? I think it's looking like that, but it, I don't think anything's official yet. But to be honest, I haven't been the most like watching everything like minute by minute. <laughs> so, so I've been I've been watching minute by minute. And if Biden took Pennsylvania, then he pretty much just won. Um, so but we don't know if he did or not. Um, but anyway, sorry. I, if anyone in the chat can tell me who's the president, that would be great. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no. Oh, Siri's telling me. Oh, I was like, where, who is that person? What was that voice? Siri telling who the president is. Okay, so I asked Siri, but anyway, sorry. If I, if I can, if anyone in the chat can tell me who is the president. And Siri said, sent me some remarks from Trump in April. So that's not very helpful. Bitcoin's the president. Um, okay, anyway, if you guys heard that, my Siri is a sexy Australian man. I have no regrets. Um, so... <laughs> Bitcoin is pumping. The uh, government is in disarray. My dad asked that question as well. He asked, what is the correlation between mm -hmm. the idea that the election is causing some sort of pump in the markets? Um, and, and I would have to just say it's the skepticism of moving forward and what happens next. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of questions in the air right now when it comes to how different decisions will impact the economy, right? So, like, are we going to get another stimulus check? Are there going to be more shutdowns? Like, these are all things that have massive impacts on the economy. And so when the economy starts to go down, that's a better case for Bitcoin. But I guess the, the thought process is, like, is it going to be that different between candidates? Like, I know a lot of people probably think, you know, maybe with Biden, there'll be more likelihood for stimulus and shutdowns and things like that but who knows like we've saw that with trump so i don't know like if how different it'll be between them but yeah, yeah. i mean and something that people are really holding on to as well is like last election bitcoin was something like 700 dollars. is that correct uh well four years ago i mean yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, $700 in the last election. And that really messed me up, guys. Um, because, you know, you think about Bitcoin pumping really fast and we talk about it all the time. But thinking that like just at the last election, it was $700. Like we all know 2017 was the pump. We all know that's not that far out. But when you think about it in like a palpable sort of way like that, like this is the amount of time that's that's nothing. That's literally nothing. We have gone from 715K in no time. Um, I dare to say another bad take would be that maybe it's just a reaction because of last time it being at 700 and a lot of people feeling like, you know, maybe it was momentum then. Momentum spurs momentum and sentiment spurs sentiment. Oh, yes. Okay. That's so true. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know if you watch football at all, but I feel like there's, sorry, I'm kind of going to tangent for a second here, but like um, the momentum on the field, like whoever's got the momentum, it's like palpable. You can feel it. Like it, diff like it makes a difference in who wins the game, like hands down when, and so to say that that could have an impact on markets and human, human behavior um, associated with those markets, like buying or selling and FOMOing and like all of these things like i 100 think that is a it's not it's not even a bad take that's a good take that's like, like we had one good take <laughs> another um okay here's a bad take uh paypal has been operating a conspiracy in which <laughs> in which they were planning on waiting until the days of the election when we were in chaos about the president to roll mm -hmm. out their cryptocurrency options because what in the hell is the chance that i got my push notification that i'm allowed to buy crypto on paypal yesterday of all the days in the year keep in mind paypal was allowed to roll out this integration on any day off they had 365 chances in 2020 to roll out their bitcoin integration but they did it on the day that the entire country was in chaos over who's going to be elected the president i think that was on purpose interesting wait tell me more about like how that benefits them and like why you think they would choose that now, I don't know exactly how it benefits them, but I do think that attacking the larger consumer market in a time of uncertainty would probably get them more gains. Now, we have to assume that PayPal's like stacking fat bags, right? Like they've probably got tons of crypto that's just like theirs. They're trying to make money off of if they're willing to do a crypto integration in the first place. Funnily enough, they're also shilling Bitcoin Cash as the real Bitcoin. So like maybe they're in bed with Roger Veer. Um, I miss that. On crypto, go on PayPal Crypto and click on Bcash and it describes Bitcoin Cash as the only true option to use Bitcoin or cryptocurrency on a daily uh, basis. Interesting. And, wow. And so, yeah. And that rollout came out yesterday. Um, and yesterday was when we broke 15K, you know? So like, let's assume they were rolling out for a few days and I got mine yesterday. Mm -hmm. Maybe people got theirs the day before. Um, I think that the PayPal integrations are probably doing something, you know? That number, um, everyone keeps saying it, but only because it's so ridiculous. So like 360 million PayPal users and 21 million Bitcoin. Right. Well, and what's interesting is so that's um, globally, but this is just rolling out in the US. So it is a smaller number, but it's still like a ton of people. Like we all use PayPal, right? Like we've all used PayPal at some point, I would venture to yeah. say. <laughs> my dad, it's funny. My, my parents are old. Um, my dad asked me 
yesterday because I he was asking me again, like, what's the correlation to the market, like uh, the elections? And I mentioned PayPal to him as well. And he asked like a funny question that's just like such a it was such a reminder of like the base level understanding of cryptocurrency, which was if you're using the PayPal integrations, um, are you able to send fiat and receive Bitcoin, you know, or vice versa? Mm -hmm. Can you send Bitcoin and receive PayPal, uh, receive fiat? And I said, like, that's not how Bitcoin transaction works. Um, uh, but then I made the addendum, right? The addendum that PayPal isn't actually using Bitcoin at its full functionality, which is something that people here in our chat are actually mentioning. You can't mm -hmm. even get crypto out very similar to the way that Robinhood functions, where it's yep. more of a reflection than it is you actually holding your crypto. Um, it goes past the point of being a custodial um, exchange to the point of you don't even have the ability to make cryptocurrency transactions. So my answer to my father was because they're not playing by the rules, it's possible that they would allow some sort of weird integration that you could send money and get Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not how Bitcoin works. You know, um, yep. I think it's confusing. It's super confusing. And one of the things that I, I think is an interesting point in conversation is if there's like all of these like fake Bitcoins floating around, because we don't, here's the thing that's like really kind of interesting with PayPal is like, are, do they actually have a reserve of the Bitcoins that they're saying are on the balance sheet? Or is it just kind of a spreadsheet where, you know, like, are they kind of going the way of Robinhood? And so if there's kind of these like fake Bitcoins out there that people think that they own like how what does that do to dilute the value of, of real bitcoin right and so that's that'll be an interesting take to see if paypal because you know other things to think about too are like i think um etoro started this way as well where you couldn't transfer out but now you can so that you know it really is like real bitcoin at this point but like um you know will paypal do that or will they just stay kind of like how Robinhood is so i don't know yeah i mean honestly um Robinhood never changed. Uh, but I do think, you know, the market for this stuff is getting more competitive. Um, so PayPal will probably have to catch up to Cash App for to some degree when it mm -hmm. comes to being able to like move your crypto in and out. Um, I saw this is another bad take relative to the PayPal conversation. Banks are getting more competitive and maybe that's why Bitcoin is pumping. Um, I was watching mm. election stuff on CNN last night. I really like CNN. I don't care what anyone thinks. Um, <laughs> Result on CNN last night. Um, and there was an advertisement and it's like one of those premium advertisements similar to the Super Bowl where it shows the whole montage. And it was uh, for Charles Schwab. For bank for banking and they're offering this new feature like basically a millennial rollout feature and they're calling it schwab slices right and what a schwab slice is is the ability to invest an incremental amount of money into a stock and they're advertising it as you don't need to buy the entire stock to invest in schwab slices right and mm -hmm. and so i just thought it was really fascinating like it struck me i watched Watch that whole advertisement that the banks are feeling the need to put out this competitive marketing when it comes to personal investing and the ability to personally invest without doing something like in our classic example buying a whole bitcoin enter swap <laughs> slices 
Mm, that is interesting that they're getting like inspiration from Satoshi. <laughs> their slices. I, mean, I, I just think that it's it's indicating that there is a nature of this new competitive market that people want to make investments and um and have portfolios. Uh, and you know what? The bankers and big money were never incentivized to roll out something like this to a common consumer audience because it purely was not profitable to them in the past. I think that the only pressure that could be offered for them to actually make the decision to leave institutional investors and allow everyday people to make these small investments. Um, I think that has to do with the competitive nature of the market and them risking losing their business to other options that allow this. Um, mm. And I think that Bitcoin cryptocurrency has been a real catalyst when it comes to that conversation and, you know, banks starting to make these decisions. Mm, that is a that is a good bad take right there. Like that's interesting. I kind of want to go look up that uh, commercial now and just kind of like see what they're saying. But I, I agree with you. I think that you know, like whenever there is pressure on the market because better solutions are coming out, like you have to innovate or die, right? And banks are, you know, they're on the wrong side of this equation of where momentum is going, like where the consumer is going and what they want. And so, yeah, I mean, they kind of have to start innovating or else they're just gonna you know, keep going down. <laughs> and you know, they all are. And we're, um, <clears throat> we're watching them roll out in these phases, right? And so like mm -hmm. every one of these like payment processors that now allows to purchase Bitcoin, that would have been a traditional processor in the past. Let's talk, um, let's talk about like cash app, right? Um, right. and you know, even, even things like Robinhood, um, Fidelity, even all of these companies have started uh, these conversations about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency by advertising for models that allow you to invest in alternative stock options and incremental values. Right. So Fidelity first allowed individual investing for people at home. And then suddenly Fidelity says five percent Bitcoin should be in your portfolio. Cash App rolled out individual investing in stock options, things like Tesla or Apple, and then slowly rolled out the ability to buy Bitcoin. PayPal is now leading with using Bitcoin as a payment processor. Um, they don't offer any stock options as far as I know. Um, so we're watching this sort of rollout. And, and I would assume I could make a safe bet um, that Charles Schwab will be rolling out a cryptocurrency related option in the next 12 months to continue uh, following this competitive market that they have now because uh, the Schwab slices are not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't think any of us are running out to go buy a Schwab slice right now. <laughs> they advertise it as investing ten dollars into every um, every one of the stock options. So they're really lowballing here, right? They're saying you can invest ten dollars, and then they have like this whole overlay information that's like instead of thousands, like you would have had to in the past. And I'm over here like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> so the way that they're advertising is really interesting. But yeah, I think you know the more of this kind of stuff that we start to see the more bitcoin pump we're gonna see um people are getting interested and and with every one of these institutional rollouts for common consumers we need to assume that there's also an institutional investment that comes with it because charles schwab never made a decision that didn't make them money <laughs> right yeah that's valid <laughs> as they should either, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, and one thing that you just said that I think is a really interesting kind of like maybe takeaway point for like all of us here in the cryptoverse is, you know, like the fact that they're 
talking about invest $10. Like we might be like 10 bucks, like what? But that shows, I think like how much they think that is going to resonate with the people that are watching that, right? Like they've got whole marketing teams and, and consumer analysts, like looking into things. The average American has $400 in their bank account. Like people aren't really like, we are all like buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin, but like people don't have a lot of money to invest. A lot of people don't. And so the fact that they're using this verbiage, this, you know, kind of messaging of like, oh, $10, I think is maybe an interesting thing just to note and to remember like that, really like a lot of people are living in consumer debt and don't necessarily have a lot of disposable, you know, income that they can just invest. Yeah. And you, and you know, what's funny about that is that the bankers know that best. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the bankers are the ones who, who have all that information. Um, Mm -hmm. actually when you shine a light on it in that perspective and say that the bankers are aware that no one has any money, um, because they're holding (laughs) it, uh, and then they offer a $10 option. It's kind of a slap in the face. They're like looking in your bank accounts and going like, I see that no one has any cash. We're going to (laughs) slyly try to get $10 more weekly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Decentralized for your investment options, uh, I guess is the moral of that story. Um, We are kind of running out on our time here now, but I'm going to click through some of your comments because you guys said some things. Uh, This is something really interesting that happened. Uh, The government seized Ross Albright's Bitcoin. That's true. Um, I don't know if there's proof that it's actually Ross's Bitcoin, but it was the largest amount of Bitcoin that's ever been seized by the government was seized two days ago. It was uh, something like 65,000, 65,000 Bitcoin, something worth about a billion dollars. Well, and you're talking about the Silk Road Bitcoin. Silk Road Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess like essentially that would be Ross's, but you're right. I guess maybe we don't know if there could be other players involved. I, saw, in, I don't know. Just like a fun note on this. We won't get too deep into it because that's a whole other stream. But I saw this CNBC article, right? A CNBC article. And and it said that the Bitcoin had been moved. And so because it was moved, they were able to seize it. And then it quotes, but it would be pretty hard for Ross to make a Bitcoin transaction from prison. And I was just like, ah, fuck you. Like, it's like, he's got a fucking seed phrase taped to the bottom of a coffee can that you never found. And he told his mom, like, go check the grinds, you know, like (laughs) he could totally make it. Absolutely. That money could have been moved while he was in prison. He didn't need to operate it. That's how seed phrases work. CNBC, you know, anyone could have gotten it so, so far as they were able to get Mm-hmm. The seed phrase. Um, yep. <laughs> we don't know who it is, what it was, how it moved. The government doesn't, I don't think, have that information as well. But um, just saying, that's that's something. <laughs> Bitcoin from prison, if you really, if you really have things in place, like if the, if the bosses went to prison right now, they could move their Bitcoin, no problem. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Multiple people said Bitcoin is the president. <laughs> Annalise says my room is cute. I would like to address the fact that I've created a, a digital uh, NFT gallery in my physical <laughs> space. I'm going to be doing an art gallery showing of my room um, on a Periscope stream for you guys. And I'm going to tell you about all the artists who made all of these individual pieces. Um, mm-hmm. The coolest thing about this, in my opinion, is that 
each one of these art pieces that uh, people made, mostly these are rareable collaborations, they were inspired um, from content that was created in this room. So I, I think it's oh. kind of really cool that I made content in this room, put it on the internet, artists around the world created responses to it, sent it back to me digitally, and now I've curated it in the real world. Um, so it's back <gasps> where it belongs. Oh, that is actually like such a like a beautiful story, you know, like arc of it all like that. That's really great, actually. I think it's really nice. And like and I can see it in the pictures. Like if you look in these images, like these are uh, these are based on source photos that happened in this room. Um, that's me in my mirror with the selfies. Like, you know, that's the, this is my favorite. I'm actually going to show you guys this before we get out of here because I'm like rambling on your questions. But Look at my, look, <laughs> it all happens right here in this room. Thank you, uh, very rare Pepe on Rarible for this one. <laughs> so great. <laughs> all right here, it's all happening. Uh, all right, and then mistrust in the elections pumping Bitcoin. Very well could be. And uh, the pillow is still here. Um, that's how we all feel right now, Annalise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this has been a really fun stream. Um, Leah, do you have anything to leave us on? <laughs> No, I just, I wish that I had a really cool pillow to show off right now. That's all. <laughs> Not that hard to get them made. Um, I'll tell you more about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, this has been a really fun stream. Thank you to everyone who has uh, been here throughout the stream, who has stuck with us till the very end. Um, we will be back again uh, this upcoming Friday at 2 p.m. We may or may not be in Miami. Um, I will keep you posted on that. If we are, then me and Gorgon will be in the same room and that will be amazing um yeah we'll know more soon and we will keep you posted uh we're all on the edge of our seats about that one um this has been fun uh we will see you guys on friday uh, yeah all right bye bitcoiners <laughs>